you know, I think we as women, we struggle with self-doubt and just, are, are we on the right path? Are we doing the right things? Hey, I'm Deanna Seymour, a mom, a business owner, and a lady trying to love her body just the way it is. Here's the thing. We all know you've got to make mistakes to learn, but sometimes it can feel like you're the only one getting it wrong. Am I right? I'm on a mission to change that. Because guess what? Nobody's perfect. So let's laugh, learn, and celebrate our mistakes at the Imperfect Party. Hi, friend. Does the idea of posting photos of yourself on social media stress you out to the max? I feel ya. That used to totally be me. As a photographer, I was always used to being behind the camera. But I've come up with some really creative ways for you to ease into the idea of being in front of the camera. You can grab my top 10 portrait ideas, even if you're camera shy, at DeannaSeymour.com backslash camera shy. Do you ever sit down and just think to yourself, what the heck am I doing with my life? Or, I don't know, a global pandemic happens and everything in your world is turned completely upside down? Today, I'm chatting with Heather Lyle, who's a business coach that can help you get to the root of your purpose. She has a six-step process you can use to discover your why. If you feel like you've spent most of your life trying to make other people happy or just going through the motions, it is time for you to meet my girl, Heather. Let's get to it. Hello, Heather. Thanks so much for being on the show. Oh my goodness. I am so excited and just so honored to be here with you. Thank you so well, much. I'm so excited to have you. Um, Before we start, I got to get something off my chest that I noticed right away oh since we've been emailing. Okay. At the bottom of your emails, it says, sent from my iPhone, dot, 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 please excuse any typos. And can I just say that I like LOL'd when I saw that? I love it. Is that a thing? Like, did you make that up or is that a thing? Like, where did that come from? I think it's a default on the phone. Is it? We're actually doing that. But I'm so glad it's there because like if you're doing the voice text thing, oh my God, I have cultured so many emails because, you know, I'm like, looking for socks and it says something not that you know I was like oh my gosh this is such a feeling of freedom for her I'm sure like you have you're like I don't know it's the iPhone it's not me like you can say your or your or you know there or there and you're like what I was I was voice I was voice memoing I don't don't know what happened I know all on my phone the voice memos just uh, get us out of trouble for free sometimes yeah I was like uh I want to put that on there that is Amazing. Okay, well, I'm going to look for it. So, okay, love it. Anyways, I just had to get that off my chest before we started. Okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> All right. So, um, so you're a business coach, right? Is that what you, do you call yourself a business coach or business life coach, coach or consultant? Business coach and consultant. I work with business owners, but I, I've also worked with a lot of I'm going to call them organizational leaders over the years as well too. So just people like nonprofit, government, you know, that kind of thing. So okay, it's not just business, but although I do a lot, I work with a lot of business people. So. All right. Uh, what would you say you help your clients with the most? You know, mm-hmm. I I ask a million questions. I mean, my clients tell me, they're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Heather, you ask a lot of questions, but it takes a lot of questions to really dive into, and which we're going to talk about today, but uh-huh. dive into the why. So, you know, I really want to understand what my client is really looking to achieve, you know, essentially what results yeah. are they looking for? Because I do believe, Deanna, that sometimes our clients 
they think they want to do X, but mm-hmm. really when they get to talking with you, they may want to go in a different direction. But what they think is a shiny object, uh-huh. maybe not really what they want. Does that make sense? Uh, perfect sense. Cause that's yeah. me sometimes. Like I'm like, Oh, I bet after you ask all the questions, yeah. it, it could change <laughs> like the Absolutely. zigzag of questions. Yeah. yeah. So my superpower is kind of getting to the, uh, getting clarity as to what's mm-hmm. really going on. What are you really looking to achieve? And then, um, you know, developing that strategic roadmap to help you get there. So. Awesome. Well, um, okay. I have to ask you this too, cause you're a coach. So what do you think your coaching style is? Like, are yeah. you more nurturing? Are you like the scary coach that like keeps <laughs> you accountable and you're like, ah, or oh, what's your, God. what's your coaching style? Yeah. I am. I'm a lover, not a fighter. And so I just really, I kind of go back to my core values of my business is how is my style of coaching. So my, and I just have to share this with you because I'm a huge believer that you have to really look at who you are, what you do and why you do it. And your values really do define your work. And so mine are integrity, passion, energy, impact, and connection. And I'll say that connecting Mm -hmm. with others is by far the absolute 100% most important thing to me. Um, If I can't connect with a client and really understand where they're coming from, like with the million questions that I ask. um, (laughs) After your long interview process. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, having some perspective, I can't really give them results that they probably want to see, you know, if I don't really understand. Right. So Mm -hmm. my style is to get to know them. I'm a nurturer at heart. So I love on people a lot, but I also believe in tough love too. My uh-huh. definition of tough love is I love you so much and I want so much, all of the goodness that you want to have in your life. I want that for you. And so yeah. in order for you to achieve the things that you want to achieve, here's what you're really going to have to do in order to get there. Um, but also you weren't always a coach. So yeah. I was kind of interested in hearing more about the story about how you yeah. kind of came, made that leap. Yeah. uh, Well, COVID helped me make that leap. I'll just say that much. So silver Mm -hmm. lining from the crazy chaotic year was that, but just I'll give a quick, uh, quick little overview, I guess. But um, so I'm probably one of your older people on this podcast, I'm sure, but I've still- no, first of all, you're the first person on this podcast. So okay, I guess if you're older than me, then you are, but I'll just set the benchmark. I guess. <laughs> there you go. Um, so I think nothing but a number. No. Yeah, it's very true. I am very young at heart. Holy cow. Yes. You know, um, I spent basically, gosh, the last 20 plus, I think it's like around 23 years now working in corporate world the not-for-profit sector, and most recently as chief of public affairs for a statewide elected official, um, wow. who her focus was, of course, uh, was on education. Mm-hmm. Um, my my job there was, um, I led our strategic planning efforts, but I was also in charge of all of our, I'm going to call it external relations. So all of our relationships with uh, those outside of our agency. So okay. that were businesses, nonprofits, legislators, the governor's office, tribal leaders. I mean, just any and everybody who connects with education, which I think that's everyone. Everybody. (laughs) Everybody. Um, That's that I became a really good listener. I was a a good listener beforehand, but that job really taught me to, you know, all politics aside, no matter what, you know, 
side someone is coming from or whatever. At the end of the day, we're all there to help kids. Uh, but I have to tell you, my first job out of college was I worked for this advertising agency for McDonald's and I had so much fun. I mean, it was typical oh. ad agency. So I was working like 80 hours a week. It was crazy. Yeah. But I learned so much about how businesses, if they don't have systems and processes in place, like you don't uh -huh. make money. You know, yeah. Period. Yeah. And so I developed kind of this love for the backend operations side of how business works. And I know that's probably boring to a lot of people, but I'm telling you, if you don't freaking have it, you're not going to scale your business. You're not going to make the money that you want to make if you don't pay attention to that. And so yeah. it was really, really interesting. And that's kind of where I developed this love of roadmaps. Yeah, you know, I give you the step-by-step -step directions as to how you need to get to where you need to go. And that yeah. came from McDonald's. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I'm just sitting here listening to you and I'm like, your brain works completely differently. Like so different <laughs> than mine. I don't even, it's different. Like, is that how I should have said that sentence? But like your brain... I mean, my roadmap is like crumpled up in the back seat. Like I have no idea. Um, so it's it's good that there's people like you out there because I just, you know, have no idea what I'm doing most of the time. And um, you know, it's a balance of creativity and and just knowing how to get shit done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you know how to get shit done, girl. Oh, I, I, that's one thing I'm decent at. <laughs> well, okay, so we were going to talk about our the people finding their whys today, and yeah. I feel like hearing you tell that story, I was going to say, have you always known what your why was? But it's oh, maybe, I don't, but you're like all, you know what I mean? Thank You've had you. so many life experiences. How do you kind of find your way to your why and can it evolve or is it like soulmates and we only have one why or can we no, have more than one why? Like how, think it is tell me about the why's. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is an ever evolving process. I mean, you know, I'm in my mid forties right now. Mm -hmm. and, you know, one thing I just wanted to add, how did I get to coaching? Well, COVID threw everything into a tailspin. Oh yeah. Sorry. And yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I just, was we, we talked like, about McDonald's and I lost I all train of thought. I was I like, know, mm, like delicious. Right. McDonald's, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. I want to hear about COVID and how that. It ties into the why. Yeah, 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 totally. It does. But you know, my family, we moved to Dallas in, uh, gosh, just this past year, January of this year, it feels like it's been forever ago. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. but, you know, when you leave your job and I thought, and I had quite a few projects on my plate with various um, organizations and I had some businesses. I've been doing side hustles for a long time. And so mm -hmm. I had some businesses that I was working with from marketing and organizational management and that kind of thing. And then COVID hit. And all of these freaking projects came to a close. Like early uh -huh. May, pretty much people were wrapped up. Yeah. It just like skirt the record yeah. like screamed and just like stopped yeah. everybody. Stopped. The kids aren't in school. Like this isn't happening. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And what am I going to do? Because, you know, project-based work was really what I did. But, you know, I was talking with a dear friend of mine who I did a lot of work for. And because I, I was just like, oh, crap. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a little unnerving. Like all of a sudden you're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what am I going to do now? Kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And she was like, she actually mentioned, she was like, Heather, you know, you are so good at talking with people through their, through their problems and, and mm -hmm. what they need to do and figuring out, you know, strategically 
what step needs to go first and that kind of thing. She was like, why don't you just be a business coach? She was like, yeah, you do it anyway. And I was like, I had never really heard of that term before, frankly. I mean, I've worked with consultants over the years and that kind of thing, but I was just like, huh, okay. And so is she kind of planted that seed and it got me to thinking. And frankly, I started listening to Simon Sinek and mm-hmm. he's the author on find your why essentially. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just dove into like, what do I really want? You know, what is it that really makes me happy, gives me joy? What, what do I like the most? And what I arrived at is that, you know, my why is seeing my clients, my colleagues, the people that I work with and have worked for, my why is I love it when something comes together and we're able to solve a big problem and people just have a sense of peace and relief mm. and, and like, okay, okay. We figured it out. I yeah, like the sigh, the sigh of relief. Like, yeah. Yes. Cause I think so many of us, you know, we have so many big things that are going on in our life and it's like, oh my God, if I could just solve this one thing, I, mm-hmm. I can feel some peace and not, yeah be waking up in the middle of the night going, what the hell am I doing? You know? Exactly. Yeah. So I think that your why it just evolves over your life. I really, really do. But, um, you know, I think, you know, it takes a level of self-awareness and you've got to be real with yourself about what you really want, not what your partner wants or your boyfriend, girlfriend, or your kids mm. or mom and dad or grandpa or Joe across the street or whatever. Oh, it's, yeah. I, I feel like women, Uh, It's so hard. I'm like, I can't do that. It's impossible for me. I'm like hearing you and saying, oh yeah, of course. But I'm like reading a book about codependency right now. And I'm like all the checklists. I'm like, oh my gosh, me, me, me. Yes. No, I cannot. I can't do anything without thinking like, okay, well, what is this person going to think? Or like, like yeah. trying to like trying to have a party. I mean, imperfect party, but trying to have a party and invite people. I'm like, oh, but it ends up looking like I think I'm cool and I have a million friends. But it really, it's because I'm like, what if yeah. that person's neighbor's friend finds out that we had a party and they weren't invited? Like, I don't I want know. anybody to feel bad. And then, I know. like, I it's so hard. And I do think you're right. I think it is especially for women, which is oh my bullshit. God. But. <laughs> It is. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I was listening to a podcast about a year and a half, or maybe it was a year ago, and I can't remember whose podcast it was. Um, anyway, and she was talking about how she was at this conference. She was a speaker at a conference and she asked, and it was women, and she asked the group of women, how many here, you know, raise your hand if you, if you suffer with anxiety. And mm-hmm. she made a comment. She was like, virtually every hand in the stadium went up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then she said, keep your hand raised. If you can, like, who, who are you trying to please? And I was like, oh my gosh, this speaks such truth to us. You know, Mm -hmm. who are you trying to please? Are you trying to please the person that it would never be pleased in the first place? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, and I love it. You know, she made a comment. She was like, Hey, you know, you, you are in the ring. Everyone else has a cheap seat around you. Only mm-hmm. you, not even your spouse or partner or whatever, you know, they're not in the ring with you. Only mm-hmm. you, 
are in the ring with yourself. And so it really, and that just really hit home with me, Deanna. And I just was like, oh my God, there is such truth and there's such power in that as well too. And so when you're thinking about your why, you really do have to get quiet with yourself and and really be real with yourself about what it is, what it is that you want, not what everybody else wants, what drives you you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, it's so hard. It's just, I mean, I'm just thinking and I'm, I mean, it's, you have to spend time with yourself because it's so hard. Like as a mom, you're like, okay, my why, like you automatically are just like, my why is my kid. Like, it's just hard to even think about like, what is my why? Like just my why, you know? And I mean, it could involve my family or my kids, but absolutely just getting really clear on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's so funny because I've got, I've got smaller kids. So my kids are in third, fifth and seventh grade. So I guess that's not too small. Uh, No, I'm like compared to one in four, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Sounds like a awesome, like they can get their own cereal. They can wipe their own butt. It's so great. You know, I mean, when they can kind of fend for themselves a little bit, you're like, whew, thank God. When I can like sleep in maybe once. Yeah. Amazing in a blue moon or something. I don't know. know, I have a lot of friends who are older than I am and their kids are in college or have graduated college or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I can't even begin to describe to you how many women between, yeah, say 45 to 50 ish or so who have those Mm -hmm. kids are graduating high school, graduating. They're no longer around. Right. Because uh-huh. mama have poured their heart and soul and life into these children, which I do believe that that's absolutely a big thing and super important to do. And there's times mm-hmm. when we have to do that more than others. But the yeah. problem with that is, is that when those kids leave, you want to know how many people I know, how many women I know who are now divorced from their husbands or are depressed, seriously, mm-hmm. depression yeah. medication, having serious anxiety because they totally lost themselves mm-hmm. in the child rearing process. You know, they, yeah. don't, they don't know that their why is their kid. And then when their kid goes away, their why is now gone. Yeah. Just, oh my God. It just breaks my freaking heart. You know? I know I have like goosebumps right now. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's oh, so sad. So this is important stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is. So anyway. Yeah. Making sure that your why is, is within you. Yeah. I mean. It has to be. And it can't really be with anybody else. It can involve your family. Of course it can. You know, if you've yeah. got kids, you can't help but it not. But oh, it, I know. All right. So let's say somebody is listening and they're like, well, I want to find my why, but I have no idea like where to even start to figure that out. Do you have like a process for people to do that? I or do. how do we do that? Yeah. And, and I know that we'll probably link this in the show notes as well too, but um, you know, this past summer, again, when I was kind of going through this transformation process myself um, listening, I, gosh, I read everything, listened to so many podcasts, so many different authors, you know, talking about, you know, purpose and why, uh, why you do what you do. And um, long and short of it, I came up with about six questions that I really spent a lot of time on myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, because I think that, especially when you're multi-passionate, which I know that you are for sure. (laughs) I'm like raising my hand over here. (laughs) (laughs) I feel judged. No, I feel attacked. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm called out. (laughs) 
But I think that when you're multi-passionate or just have a lot of crap going on in your life, good crap. I use word mm-hmm. crap yeah. all the time, but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's really good to identify what number one, identify your strengths. Like, what do you do best when you, you know? I hear so many people call it what do you, your zone of genius. How do you work best in your zone of genius? What are the things that you do best? What are those strengths? Number two, what do you love to do? Not just Mm -hmm. like to do, but what do you love to do? What do you get excited about? Number three, um, what have you been complimented on before in the past? I mean, like my friend, when she was, you know, when I was talking about, you know, lamenting about all the project work that I was doing was coming to a close and we're, she was just kind of talking with me and helping me think through my next steps and that kind of thing. You know, she was like, well, Heather, oh my gosh, people come to you for advice and business advice. People, you're a coach. Like that's what you do. And, <laughs> oh wait, there's the word for that. <laughs> you know, I, like, I didn't even know that really existed, but okay. You know, sure. Yeah. I'll drink the Kool-Aid, I guess. But, um, but you know, I mean, she complimented me on that. And so that was really what triggered me in, even into looking at it in the first place. So mm-hmm. what been been complimented on in the past. Um, Number four, when people come to you for advice, what questions do they ask you? And Mm. again, I just look at my own personal journey and it's just people come to me with these crazy, just big, big problems. And, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, and I have the time to get, I sit there and I'm like, why the hell do you think I had the expertise to do this in the first place? Or do you think I'm just crazy enough to take it on? I don't know. Oh my gosh. You know what? I can't, I have to say this cheesy joke. (laughs) Your vanilla ice. If you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. (laughs) That's your tagline. Oh my God. That is so, so yeah, legitimately true with me. Oh my gosh. I kind of, I remember back in the day, I had my tape of Vanilla Ice, and I knew all mm-hmm. the words to that song. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's like going to play when you, people go to your website. You're like, oh, I got right. that. I need to do that. That is so <laughs> cool. I love that. But, you know, when people come to you for advice, what questions do they typically ask you? And number mm-hmm. five, in what ways are you considered a leader. And I thought that was a really good one as well, too. And oh my yeah. goodness, I just lost this. I printed all this stuff out. My sixth one has just escaped from all of my notes. Why do you get out of bed in the morning? Why do you get out of bed? Oh my gosh, that's a Simon Sinek thing. Why do you get out of bed every morning? You know, I mean, yeah, you get out of bed because you got to feed the kids before they go to school. But yeah. I mean, of course that. <laughs> but why, why else? I mean, what is really calling you to do what you do? And, yeah. and I love it. It really is a calling. And I think that if you take the time, again, that just level of self-awareness and knowing mm-hmm. who you are and what drives you um, helps with all of that. So, I mean, the reason I knew number six is because I'm totally like, I've been looking at your worksheet since we've been talking about this episode and I'm like into it. I just have to you know, get away from my kids long enough to, to get time with myself <laughs> to I think about it <laughs> when I'm not dead tired at night. But yeah. I just am like, ah, I need to think about all that. Like, get, just get some clarity on what, what am I doing with my life? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? And it's just, again, I feel like I ask myself those questions 
you know, some weeks are better than others, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I think we as women, we struggle with self-doubt and just mm-hmm. are, are we on the right path? Are we doing the right things? And if we have our own business like I do, it's like, okay, you know, am, am I messaging the right way? Am I talking to my ideal client the way that I need to be talking messaging to them? And, and oh, this person isn't responding. And what am I saying that's wrong? And blah, blah, yeah. blah. Oh, my God. Ugh, I know. Ugh. It just, it's so freaking much, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and you just have those days where you just stare at the computer screen. You're like, uh, is anyone listening to me? <laughs> <laughs> me and my friend, my best friend, Natalie, we are always like, we're just, we're both artists. We're both disorganized, you know, whatever. Like we'll get to the point where we'd be like looking for something. We've been roommates before, but every time we like are shuffling through papers and we can't find stuff, we're like, oh, I need to sort my fucking life out. <laughs> Like that's our thing. I was like, oh, got to sort our freaking life out. Um, so I think your six questions would definitely help somebody sort their life out for I sure and figure out their why. You know, I love it. Things to think about. So yeah. So um, you and you have like this is a tangible actual worksheet that people like the listeners can go grab and download yeah. and actually work through. Absolutely. I love that. So yeah. I will definitely link that in the show notes for sure. I feel yeah. I feel so official saying I'm going to link something in my show notes. Um, but uh, that's like when my inner my inner voice sometimes it just comes right out. So whoops, no, I'm it. like um but also like where where else can they find you? Like do you like where do you hang out? Where where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. I'm on the gram and I'm right. Facebook. Yeah, I'm trying to get cool and hip and say Instagram the right way. I'm on the gram. <laughs> Is that um, what the people say? <laughs> yes. At Heather Lyle Co. And my name is, but my last name is spelled L-I-S-L-E. A lot of people don't spell it right. But anyway, Heather Lyle okay. Co. And my website is again, Heather L-I-S-L-E.com. And okay, you've got the great worksheet that has my six questions to find your why. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I'm on, you know, if anybody's on LinkedIn too, I actually do LinkedIn live a couple times a week as well. Oh, um, I didn't even know that was a thing. It is a thing. You ha- I applied to do it and they let me oh. they let me be a part of the cool kid LinkedIn group. So that was great. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But um on if I'm on Facebook quite a bit. That seems to okay. be my my big place where I, I hang out. So okay. yeah. And I just have to plug this just real quick if I can. Yeah, do it. Um so I kicked off a series last Thursday called Get It. It stands for important things. Get it done. And every Thursday at 10 o'clock in the morning, Central Standard Time, hop on Facebook Live. It's also on LinkedIn. It's streamed to LinkedIn Live as well, too. But hop uh-huh. on Facebook Live, and I interview a good friend who is a business owner or she is um, a CEO le- leader of some sort in her industry. And we talk about her struggles, her strategies to get shit done, and uh-huh. the wisdom that comes from that. And so it's just, I had a great conversation with an awesome friend of mine last week. And tomorrow I've got another, um, uh, every Thursday I've got a new lineup. So I'm kind of excited about awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah. I think we, again, we as women, we need to have permission to feel like, okay, if I don't get it all done, it's okay. And here are some other things that other women are doing, and it seems to be working for them. And if it doesn't work for them, then maybe something else will, you know? So give grace. I'm such a huge believer on that too, you know? Yes. 
Absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's why I wanted to start this podcast just to talk about, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that your, you know, your journey got you to where you are and we're talking about how our whys can evolve. But sometimes when you're in that why that's like not working, you feel like a failure, but it's just like a pivot. You know what I mean? It's just part of the imperfect party. Oh my God. And that's why I loved, I mean, when you put out your post about the imperfect party, I was like, oh my gosh, she's like my person because we are all, I mean, all of the crap that you see on social media, that looks so posed and and whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, that is so not real life. Like it is so not. (laughs) I know it's hard to remember sometimes during your scroll, but it is not. And you got to like, take a second, put the phone down and like, get it together. Yes. But since we're talking about parties, yes. I have a couple of questions for you. So these are like my little party talk questions. Awesome. It's just three and they're really easy, but I want to know your favorite drink uh-huh. at a party. What should, what should somebody have at a party must have? My go-to drink is an old fashioned and I know it's probably an old lady drink. However, I do have some millennial friends who love old fashioned. Yeah well. Yeah, I think it's making its way back. Okay, so what's your favorite song? What needs to be on the playlist at your party? Well, I'm thinking Vanilla Ice now. (laughs) (laughs) That is is a great, great song. And I just had memories of myself in leg warmers and the neon sunglasses and all that fun stuff. Um, You know, I've got a couple of favorite songs. So I love Kenny Loggins. And again, I know I'm totally speaking my age when I do that, but Footloose. Oh my God. Uh, it's a cinematic gem. It's fine. It's it a great movie. Oh my God. <laughs> I loved that. I love it, love it, love it. I've loved it for years. <laughs> okay. And then really fast, we're going to wrap this up by hearing what is the best party you've ever been to. Oh my gosh. Best party five years ago, me and about five girlfriends went to Cancun for a long weekend. And it was just all moms, all working moms. And, you know, that movie, Bad Moms. um, Yeah. yeah, That was us for like a long Uh weekend. It was so much fun. Oh my gosh. Well, Heather, thank you so much for being here. I feel like I've been like, my cheeks are hurting. I feel like we've been laughing and talking so much. I love it. Oh my gosh. So good. I appreciate it so very, very much. So yes. And it's all so important. I can't wait to do my questions and see, get a little deeper on my why. I'm so excited. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So that does it for this episode. Geez, nothing like a global pandemic to make you have to majorly readjust what you're doing with your life. Sometimes when stuff doesn't go the way you planned, it can be such a bummer. You know, annoying, stressful, basically insert any terrible feeling into the spot. But if you just try to think of it as a way to pivot into something else, you never know what could happen. If you're out there now just going through the motions, maybe it's time to shake things up a bit. I mean, have you ever really sat down and thought about what you're truly passionate about? I know it's hard for us moms, especially, to even go to the bathroom without being interrupted, let alone sit and really think about our deep thoughts. So here's your next step. Really try to carve out some time to check out Heather's worksheet. It could really be helpful if you're looking for something that truly lights you up. You never know where it might lead you. I mean, worst case scenario, you could just get some time to yourself. (laughs) To grab Heather's worksheet and any other links from today's episode, 
check out the show notes at deannaseymour.com backslash two. See you next time. Oh, and if you liked today's episode, can you do me a solid and click the subscribe button and leave a review? It'll help more women just like you join the party. And I might just read your review on my next episode. Talk soon.